This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Yeah! Dance, Scout, dance, Scout. Scout is in. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? You're in Kentucky. You're in Kentucky. You're in Kentucky. I'm in a haunted hotel. Yeah. What's up? Hi, Scout. Hi, babe. How are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where the fuck are you? You look like you're in a not beautiful hotel. (laughs) Are you jealous? I'm so jealous. Actually, I wish I okay. was there with my ghost hunting <laughs> I'm at the gear. Bur- I'm at Brown Hotel, which is in Kentucky. Um, there's a lot of history um, with this hotel. Don't, AKA don't ask haunted, me what it is. Right? History means uh-huh. AKA haunted. Yeah, it means been here around a long time. There's dead people, dead spirits mm. everywhere. There's probably hidden dead bodies in the walls. No, everybody, the brown, I love the brown. It's great. It's great. <laughs> but when you walk in, it literally feels like Queen Elizabeth decorated this. I can tell by your gorgeous settee that's behind you. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And and your and the AC doesn't really work very oh, well, so I had that's to. That's lovely. Isn't that good? Isn't it's making like, movies just so glamorous? So glamorous, <laughs> so glamorous. It's got like a a, a musk smell. Oh yes, like yes. very like old spooge yeah. on the and settee. I thought, I thought it was my own room. Yeah, it's just the hotel. Oh yeah, it's not really your room. It's just <laughs> it's just the it's just the air. The air, oh, oh, air, oh, what's that? Oh, oh, de toilette air of old shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, thanks. Thankfully, my guy uh, already sent me flowers that oh, kind of helped. Nice. And then I got a eucalyptus candle. I got some lather spray. I'm like, 
I mean, it's, it's like, it's an experience. Dude, every time sure. I go on location for more than two weeks, I'll hit the drugstore in the area and get like little, little things for the room, like a candle and, oh, that's gorgeous. I would cover her ass up real fast. You guys that aren't watching, uh, there's this like these hor- horrific paintings on your wall. Oh my God. You're, yeah. It's spooky. It's like all spooky. <laughs> it's weird though. Like I have not been able to sleep every night from three o'clock till about five. It's the witching Last hour. Last night was three to six. It's the witching hour. Dude, dude. I'm telling like you. Like my mind is Let's just look it going, up. there's nothing. But it's a real thing. There's nothing negative. There's nothing like, dude, it's, it's, I think maybe because I said something the first time I came in here. Oh, they're attacking And I was like, now. yeah. So now they're like, bitch. <laughs> We're, oh. we're gonna haunt you, bitch. Oh. <laughs> you ain't gonna sleep. Here we go. Uh, witching <laughs> hour. The oh. witching hour. Uh, what is a three a.m. three a.m. challenge? Uh, that wasn't what I was looking for. Um, in folklore, the witching hour or devil's hour is a time of night that is associated with supernatural events whereby witches, demons, and ghosts are thought to appear to be at their most powerful. Definitions vary and include the hour immediately after midnight and the time between 3 and 4 a.m. That is a witching hour. Did you not know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why you're up after 3. Great. That is when they are most powerful, Scout. So summon your good witches to help you survive. What do I do? What do I do? No, that I'm, I'm really not. not a, let's ask everybody if you guys can write in right now because we're recording this just like a week or two in advance. So if you could just write Please. into us and let Scout know what she can do to clear your keep your space like safe. Sage, maybe yeah, but the probably whole, sage. It's, it's the whole it's the hotel. hotel. You're going to be going around saging everything. Everyone's going to be like, "Who's smoking weed in here?" Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're going to be like, "What the fuck is that smell?" Are there other people from your movie staying where you're staying, or yeah, is it like is it everybody? Four, four five, okay. four or five people. The actors, the actors, of course. Um, and no, are there no other one's guests? Having weird experiences. Yeah, but you know, you're susceptible to that shit. You know, you're like an open vessel. They're like, they're coming in. They're coming in to, mm-hmm. to find I you. changed rooms because <laughs> when I got in here, the musky smell, I was like, uh-uh, I can't do this. I can't do this. So I, I went and looked at another room, but it literally was like a, a brick box oh, and no. there was one window. I oh, like, no. That. <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God. And, you know, everyone listening, we're not posh. Like, we're not like high maintenance no. chicks. It's just like, okay, I've got to live in this room for a month and I feel like I'm in prison or I feel like someone's going to stab me. Ghosts are going to stab me in my sleep. Oh, yeah. There's there's dead grandmas here. Oh. Like, there's probably one right here. Oh, oh, my God. I mean, it's for sure. There's something going on and it's been getting worse every day. I've been here for three nights. Like last night was the absolute worst. And what my mind was thinking about was like, 
everything in my life. Oh. It was like, I would go to sleep and I'd be like, okay, Scout, just shut it off, shut it off. Don't oh. think about anything. And then it was like a movie playing in my mind about some something in my life. And then and I would wake up and I would try to figure it out and then be like, it was so clear. Interesting, interesting. I always have a hard time sleeping in hotels because I feel like the energy of everyone that's ever been there like jumps into my brain before I go to sleep or while I'm sleeping. I've definitely changed. When I did Wish Upon a Star, actually, there was, I was, whatever room I was in at this nice hotel in Utah had to be haunted or something was going on because I was there for like five days and I had the most horrific nightmares. I had to switch rooms and the rooms were not all the same. I switched rooms and it, I was totally fine. Maybe you should, are they have any other rooms open? No. I, I mean, I, I, I you, you don't want to be a pain in the ass. Madonna. I already <laughs> looked at one. You're like, nah, pass. it's not nice <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> They're like well, this fucking just, actress. Like one open, I mean, this is, it's also really tiny. Um, so everything's just shoved in, you know, right, right. all the old antiques. There's like horses over there. What if you moved you? shit around? My bed. What if you like, took can't, stuff so I, off? I can't move them. <gasps> They're like stuck to the wall forever. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I've tried to move them. I haven't even unpacked. I usually unpack. You're not, you're not settled. I'm not settled. Can you go somewhere else? Like a little Airbnb or something? No, you you don't want to be that person. You know, it's like, you know, they save money or bulk somewhere here and there, you know, I'm, I'm fine. It's just, it, I I don't feel anything. I, I do know that my mom, something's going on because I'm, it's, it's always Mm. around three o'clock and it's just been getting longer and longer and longer every night. So Mm. I might just fucking take a melatonin tonight. Yeah, go for it. Take a melatonin. But then what if you have like, like hip, like a psychotic, not psychotic, like dreams where you're like tripping out. Yeah. I don't know what that stuff does. Actually go into tune with it and just talk to this spirit and just like be like, what's up? Can you record yourself doing that at 3am so I can watch? I will. (laughs) I'm actually going to call you at 3am. I I, I probably will be awake because Jagger will be asking me for a bottle and to change his diaper or some bullshit. Like he does every morning at 3am. Mama, get my body. Gotta get me milk. Come lay with me. Can you nuggle? (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Jagger in his bed sending me signals. He must be. He must be. (laughs) I'm awake. You need to be awake, bitch. It's me, actually. I'm the one making you stay awake. Oh my God. You know, it's it's funny that you were talking about how you're having all these visions flashing in your head. So I was driving down here today and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm leaving like very, very soon forever. So from, from California, not like you know, the planet. Um, and, uh, and I'm, I'm just like all of these like memories of my twenties are like flooding me as I'm driving around stuff that I just never thought I would ever even remember just like little, you know, little places or this or that, or this song or that place I used to dance or, you know, just, just like these awesome memories about how fucking great I had it in my you know, my, my teens and twenties and half of my thirties in Los Angeles and how this place Mm -hmm. really does sort of like people come in and use it for what they need it for. And then they either get sucked in and they, 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 you know, get overtaken by the, the death that it could be Los Angeles or they get the fuck out. But it's like everybody comes in to sort of get something from Hollywood. And 
and it's pretty amazing, you know, I, the, the amount of art that comes out of California, you know, of Hollywood, of California, the movies that we make and the talent that is here is really a, a, abundant. I mean, there's so much of it going on. And then you look at like, you know, what sort of happened as the de- deterioration of Los Angeles of, of the bad that is happening. And, and it's really, it's, uh, it's really sad and scary, you know, but I'm so glad that I have those memories. So I'm trying to sort of hold on to all of those things, those places that I danced at, or, you know, things, places that I wouldn't go anymore. I look, I drove by like, you know, kind of my old neighborhood when I lived in Hollywood and I lived there by myself. I was 24, you know, I would, n- I would never live there now married with, with weapons, I wouldn't live there now. And I had bars in the back of my house even back then, but I would sit outside my porch and like smoke cigarettes and drink drinks at like, you know, midnight by myself and, and just chill with like my dog outside and, you know, half drunk and like chat with my friends on the phone or have parties and, you know, game night and just stuff that just doesn't really exist anymore. I mean, it's so sad. And then I'm like, all right, I got, I I got it. I got my fix. And then now I'm going to, move to the country and like live a a simple, normal life. But I still feel like when I come back here, I'm going to, I'm more excited to kind of come back and like do little things. Like my friend Sean's in town today um, from Canada. He used to live here and we would party and dance. He was like my dancing sidekick. And, uh, and he's a little bit older than me, but, um, it was always like, he was like my ride or die, you know? And, uh, we would just fucking, we would take over the dance floor and he called me last night and he's like, D I am turning like in the nineties, I am turning this bar and I'm making a dance floor and people are following and I'm with my 20 year old friend and I'm his wingman. And I hooked him up with some chick that he's probably going to get late tonight. And I'm having the time of my life. He's like, my knees may not feel good tomorrow. My hips, my back, he's like hurting. (laughs) He's like, but I'm just, but I'm, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that tomorrow. And it's true. It's like, you know, you, I, you still, I, I think like I look, I, cause I'm 45 now, right. My birthday was last week. So I look in the mirror and I'm like, how old do I feel? Like I feel, I'm going to say, I feel like 36. Like that's what my brain feels like. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm 45. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't sound so old. How old do you feel? Like you, do you feel like you're, you feel like you're 28 to me. Yeah. 27, probably. like 27, 28. Yeah. Yeah. Like not mid twenties cause you're more mature, but I don't see you like over 30. I still feel your energy is young and vibrant yeah. and you know, yeah. You know, I was, when you're saying all that stuff, I wonder, cause I, I was doing the same thing. Um, just like driving through old, uh, old areas, obviously. I mean, I'm not leaving as fast as you are, but is, is it who we were at yeah. that time? I think it so. Feels so different or yeah. what is it because LA know. was so different? I, I, you know, I don't know. I was listening to pink who I love on the radio and I was blasting it and I had my roof open and my windows open and I was fucking singing and just remembering like dancing, you know, uh, on tabletops. And I was like, God, is that, but then when I put the music on, I still want to dance on tabletops. Like I still have that in me where I want to fucking party, but I just don't. Cause it's like, well, where, what am I going to, where am I going to go? I'm like fucking 45. Like where am I going to go party? Um, but I have that still in me. So I don't know if that part ever really leaves, you know, 
I mean, yeah. God, I used to have like pole dancing parties and underwear parties. And I have pictures of like a dozen of my girlfriends, like standing on my coffee table. We used to have this old, big, um, I took it from my friend, Kimberly, my friend Kim and I would swap furniture all the time. Um, just to, like at new mm-hmm. stuff. So we'd always like trade shit. And I she had this big old, like gypsy door barn table. You would have loved this coffee table, but we use it as a dance floor. So we'd like have, I would like teach everybody pole classes. And then we'd go like dance, we'd blast the music. And then we'd invite all the guys over at like midnight. So the girls would be like drunk in their underwear between 10 and 12, just parting themselves. And then we'd have like 40 dudes come over at midnight and just hang out till four in the morning. And then everybody would be like fucking in different rooms or hooking up in different rooms. Or remember I walked into my friend, my friend, Sean, I went outside the same Sean that I'm talking going to eat with now. Um, I went outside to the front yard to like walk someone out or something. And I saw him like banging some girl in my like front office room. Like the windows were open and I just saw it. Like this girl was like doggy style. And it was like, just waving to me, like fuck her from oh, behind. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. And it was just so normal and fun and funny and mm-hmm. like acceptable. And oh my God. And here we are like old people reminiscing about that time in our lives. Oh, the good old I days. I know, but I feel Scout. like you would still go do that shit. <laughs> I feel like I would still find you fucking on a balcony. Dude, somewhere. I wish that there were house parties. Like there are no house parties anymore. Like no one, everyone's like too busy on their phone and like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. Nobody but- wants to get together anymore. That was like one thing. I do remember this this place that I had in Hollywood that my balcony always ended up being the balcony. Like everyone would always, and it overlooked the freeway. So it was so oh, loud. So yes. no, none of the neighbors would hear. It was perfect. It. Don't you <laughs> love perfect. being the cool house? Like I was always the cool house. Like the house where you could do whatever, just no drugs. I was, and that was the only like no-no was like, don't you dare do cocaine in my house or you're fucking out. Remember like my 18th yeah. birthday, I found a bunch of like lines of cocaine on the bathroom toilet. I have no idea who who was over and doing it, but that was always like a big, and eh, eh, that's a quick way to get you kicked out of my house. But anything else kind of went. I was like, eh, fuck oh, that's cute. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. I mean, I, I never had, I mean, my house only every once in a while, but I would always go to people's. Go to people's I always house. wanted to go. I always wanted to get out of my bubble and go somewhere. See, I was like, mama, it's like, come to my house. I will provide you with alcohol and music oh. and dancing and girls and guys and hookups and like party. I think because I, I wanted to be so reckless, but I still needed to feel safe. So I could be yeah. reckless with my friends as long as I felt like I was protected in my home. I wouldn't do that at anybody else's house. I never went any. I never went out to anyone else's house. Then I would get pissed off when nobody would invite me over. They're like, "Well, why don't we just go to your house? Like, what do you mean you want to come to my house? What are we gonna do at <laughs> my house?" That's the thing. Fuck. Yeah, that's the thing. No one wants. Everybody wants to just go to your house, and you know. And then you got to clean up. The like, next why? Day. Why is it not happening, dude? Invite me over. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> invite me over, bitch. So, um, so, so what was your? I'll explain mine, but it's so funny. What was your? So mine was my whole LA life was started in Apple Valley, went, guys, I feel like I'm like an SNL, the Californians, <laughs> went, started from Apple Valley, went to Toluca Lake, then went to Hollywood, straight uh-huh. to fucking Hollywood. How old were you? Then were you, went, were you alone when you went to Hollywood? Like, were you living by yourself at that yes. point? Okay. How old were you? Yes, I was alone. Um, I think I was like 22. Okay. No, I did. I had, I had a roommate. I moved in with my first girlfriend or actually my second girlfriend, Megan, but I did it. She wasn't my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I moved in and then, uh, roommates became more than roommate. <laughs> what happened? So I was in that and it was right by the, um, Hollywood cemetery. 
It was oh. like walking distance to the Hollywood oh, Cemetery. Oh, God, of course. You just can't and get away from, from those dead people, can you? No, just I can't. can't get, I escape comfort. the dead people. <laughs> um, I'm going to move out of a mortuary um, and I'm going to move next door to the cemetery where I feel safe. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and I go watch movies in the cemetery. It was such a great time. It was really nice. No, I never did to the, that. To the cemetery. I've lived here for 30 years and that? I never did movies in the cemetery. No. Oh my God. It's the greatest. I still do it from time to time. I love it. But yeah. It's so funny. And then I, it's like coming back full circle. I, I, I mean, I don't think maybe you haven't moved as much as I did. And then I moved to Hollywood and then I moved to, um, back to North Hollywood. And then I moved to Burbank and then I moved to, uh, Glendale Hills. And then I moved to Topanga Canyon. I, dude, I was, I was like every year I'd somewhere new. Every two, okay. for me, it was every two years. Oh, I, every year I was like, Dun, dun, yeah, dun, dun, yeah. Gypsy lives. Yeah, yeah. I started in Brentwood. And then from Brentwood, I moved to, actually moved here from uh, during pilot season, just for pilot season. I ended up getting Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, like on my first audition. So I stayed. I was living, staying with my manager at the time. And then it was like me, Kirsten Dunst, and then Brittany Murphy. <gasps> so it was like the three of us, like came out from New York together, kind of sort of thing. Wait, wait, wait. Stop there. I know you guys want me to stop her there. First of all, those are my two favorite actresses. Oh. I mean, Brittany Murphy. I, I Brittany love, and me, I, right? No, just kidding. I, 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 yeah. Sorry, you're first, then probably. Just kidding. So, do you have any Brittany Murphy, Kirsten Dunn oh, stories? God. Yeah. So, so. Oh my God. Not as much Kiki, but like her and I did modeling back in New York when she was like two and I was like six. Um, but I've, I should find that actually. I've got like old, like my, when I move, I'll look through it. I've got like print ads from like catalogs, like Bloomingdale's of like Kirsten and I. Um, oh my God. So I didn't, her mom came out pretty quickly, um, but Brittany didn't. Brittany ended up staying with me for a little while. So my manager brought us out and then I, I he was like kind of a slave driver. Like, uh, I don't, maybe mm -hmm. that's, a, I don't know if that's a bad word, but maybe that's probably a bad word to use. I don't know, but I've heard it before, um, where he, he was like making us get up at like, you know, seven in the morning and like make our bed and then like sit on the couch and make him breakfast. And it was just weird. Um, cause he was my manager's boyfriend actually at the time. He didn't do anything weird to me or anything like that, but it was just like, she needed someone to come out to LA to open up the LA office, but it was like an apartment in Brentwood on like Barrington and Wilshire, you know? Mm. And, um, so I was the first, the first one that came out to give it a try essentially. And I was like, this is weird. I don't like this. My mom had my sister. She was, my sister was in school. Like she couldn't come out yet. So I was just out here by myself with him. I was 12. It's kind of weird, right? I wouldn't send my 12 year old out with some dude to like live no. in an apartment. Um, the, all these things you think about after the fact, you're like, that's kind of not okay. What the fuck? Um, and then my mom ended up coming out and we got an apartment. Um, but Brittany came and moved in pretty quickly after that. Um, I got my apartment in Woodland Hills. And then I was there for uh, maybe a year. I went to junior high school. And then I went to um, Sherman Oaks. And Brittany ended up staying with me because she was having the same issues with the manager. Like, this is weird. This is weird. And her mom hadn't come out yet either. So she stayed with me. And then her mom got an apartment in the same building that, that I lived in. So we went to school. We did something called Valley Independent Study Center or Valley, oh, Pro yeah. Valley Professional Kids or something. It was like homeschool for actors. So we really didn't do anything. Basically, you just paid a bunch of money and they pass you. Um, and we would go into the, Brittany and I would go into the racquetball court 
and we would sing songs from Annie together. Oh my gosh, I love it. Always. I have chills <gasps> thinking about it. Um, she just like popped into my body right now. That was so weird. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I was, she was part of my group for a long, Kirsten was like already kind of famous after, you know, the, her movie. She kind of like did her own, her own thing and had her own career. But Brittany, we're like, we were part of like that, that click of like 90s, you know, teen stars, I guess, kind of, sort of. Um, I mean, she was staying with me when she auditioned for Clueless. Like, you know, I auditioned oh. for it. She auditioned for it. We're like, oh my God, you know. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, uh, she's the sweetest, nicest, m m most bubbly, like light, light, light up the room. Just, you know, just amazing. She would always, was always like, but I remember the last time I saw her, I was like, what? She's not well. She does not look well. And I remember saying to her, like, girl, you need to eat. I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you need to eat something. I don't know if you're not eating or what's going on, but you are so tiny, like tiny, tiny, tiny. Um, but that was the thing. Like, you know, everybody was like fucking skeletons in the 90s. I was, I look at pictures of myself and I, I recently saw somebody was posting something. You know, you'll post old pictures of you. You like see it on Instagram. And I keep like zooming in because it doesn't even look like me. I'm like, are they <laughs> fucking with my face? What is that? Is that a filter on a picture of me? But I was like rebelling against like being stereo, like in a box. I was like, fuck you. I'm going to cut all my hair off and I'm going to be chubby because I am not going to succumb to that. Whatever's going on in Hollywood, I am not going to do it. And I didn't work for a long time because of it. I mean, and I look back and I'm like, wow, I really, I, I didn't realize that I was like rebelling. It could have also been the whiskey and the late night Del Taco <laughs> runs or maybe all the alcohol Taco Bell at fucking Taco Mexican pizzas, you know, at three o'clock in the morning. But I was dancing till I would like, you know, my, I'd be sweat through my clothes. So I don't, I don't know. But so I sweat out the Del Taco. Yeah. Well, no, I ate the Del Taco after, <laughs> right, right before I went to bed. <laughs> After I had sex with some you oh know, 18 year old or something. Um, uh, anyway. Okay, I don't, I don't want to lose sidetrack, side but you know, what do, what do you think of her whole, her, her death and stuff? What do you, what do you think of that? So, you know, I did this. I um, cried. Yeah, I, I did too. Um, I, I did this show on E! Actually, can you turn my, let me turn your volume up a little bit because I'm on my headphones. I can't hear myself okay. talk as loud. Um, and I don't think there's anybody. Oh, there we go. Perfect. That's so much. That's good. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was like, are my ears getting clogged? Um, so I did the this show. Oh my God. Ghosts, you are not allowed in my body. Um, so I, so I did, I, I did this show years ago for E called Hollywood yeah. Death Trip, and the first time I ever did a reality show. And I, what I didn't realize was they knew things. They knew that I was friends with Brittany, and I, I, they were like surprising me along the way with like different cases and different people and all that stuff. That's when I found out about Johnny Lewis. That was the beginning of that. Um, and I went, they took me to Brittany's house and I didn't know that I was going to go there. And not only did I go to Brittany's house, it had been leveled. Um, but they played the 911 call that Sharon call her mom called when she found Brittany in the shower, which I'd never heard before. And of course there's like cameras all over me. Um, and then when we drove up to her house, her dad showed up with his girlfriend or whatever. And, uh, 
I wasn't expecting it. Like they were just, there were things that they had planned that to kind of throw me off that I, I was not. And if you watch it, you'll see how knowing me, you'll see how guarded and uncomfortable I am uh, with the situation. Because of course, as her dad's talking about like how Sharon did, it was her fault or maybe she killed her or Simon killed her or fucking whatever. Um, I went to the morgue. That's the first time that I ever went to Ellie County morgue and smelt what dead people smelled like for the first time. So I was there and I asked to go in and see it and they opened up the door and I was shocked at what I saw. Yeah, I mean, it was like Costco of bodies. It literally oh, yeah. was like there were, there were metal racks with bodies and it was all mm -hmm. open in one giant refrigerator space. No one's in like drawers or anything like that. It's where they just store the bodies, I guess. Um, a lot of the Jane Doe, or whatever, and they're they're all toe tagged, but they were either in they were either covered in a sheet, a white sheet, or they were in a black garbage bag. See, it's true. You sneezed. God bless you. Um, that's Thank an you. old 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 wives' tale. Um, <laughs> so when you're in a bag, I guess you were either burnt, you're fire, or like you know, uh, disfigured, like gunshot or jump from a building or, you know, it's, it's like that you, they don't want to see it's sheet. It's yeah. just like natural causes, heart attack, like that kind of stuff where the body's still intact. Um, and I will never forget the smell. I could never get it. It was like nothing that I'd ever smelled before in my entire life. It was like burnt rubber and blood. It was, it was, it was, Crazy. I was so shook. I couldn't deal. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't shake the smell and the feeling. And I went and sat down with the coroner and went over Brittany's toxicology report with him on camera um, because I wow. wanted to know exactly what was in her system. Um, and they didn't tell you about this. They didn't tell that you were doing this. I did not know what was going to happen. I knew that I was going to the coroner's. I did not know what was going to happen when I got there. Um, also, when I was there, a body had come in uh, from someone that jumped from like a three-story building or something, this like skater kid. And he was, they, they were just like talking through the back door. Like he was like fucking arms over his head and leg bent backwards. And like, yeah, I mean, broken, like broken. And they're just like chatting. Yeah, and he's like, that's come. why, that's why with my dad, I couldn't, I, I, you know, and he was like, well, we need to open up another mortuary oh. and you need to take on the business. I was like, I do not have the personality that you have. You you can crack jokes and all this stuff when you're touching or embalming or, or is he like Dan Aykroyd bombing a human? I've like not met your dad, but I'm yeah. thinking like Dan Aykroyd from My Girl. Like, is he yeah. that? Is he like that kind of guy? Pretty much, but yeah. dirtier. Maybe not so much anymore because he's he's been retired for so long. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely that's who that's who I grew up with for sure, hundred percent. God. Um, yeah, so we went over her toxicology report um, and there was a considerable amount of different types of medication in her body. Nothing that was an mm -hmm. overdose, nothing that was uh, anything that hadn't been prescribed. There was like, she, she had pneumonia. So she basically, which I do this, take everything you can in the medicine cabinet. 
right? You're like, okay, I need me a snacks. I need, but then I'm uh, for my sinuses. Then I need to take, you know, uh, t- uh, Advil. Then I need, okay, but I still have to take my Prozac. And then I need, I'm having anxiety, so I'll take out of it. Like you, you just, you just do it. You just are like, shush, and then vitamins, and then you know, you need a wellness shot, and then you do, you do, you know, you do extra zinc, and then you do a vitamin C shot. Then you're like glutathione. Like you're like whatever I can put in to make this feeling go away. And she had it all in her system, and. It, it, she just, her heart shut down. It just was too much. I don't know how long, you know, she was, she was taking stuff for, but she had been sick for a couple of weeks with pneumonia and was just medicate, self-medicating to make herself feel better. And, uh, you know, her dad tried to say some weird shit about selenium was in, was, it was like an overdose of selenium. And he thought like Sharon was like dosing her kid with, with something I think to like kill her or Simon was doing it to kill her or whatever. And then they're like, the, 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 the corner was like, you could find this in like dandruff shampoo. Like the amount that was in her body was like, she was using dandruff shampoo. Like it's in head and shoulders. It's in yeah. like certain vitamins. It's, it's just in everything. This is not, nobody was poisoning her. Nobody was doing anything. And I think, you know, your hus- her husband ended up with the same, you know, he died of the same thing. That's crazy. Like they were just pumping themselves with stuff and, and just not really careful, I guess. Um, her mom had nothing to do with it. She's just fucking ridiculous. But there was some woman that was with them. Um, and then they thought that, oh God, it was so crazy, Scout. Like there was this woman there that was talking about when we sat down at a coffee shop after or something and she was saying something about how it was like the immigration was after her because of her marrying Simon to get his green card. And it was like a federal thing. And they were like target. There was like helicopters over her house. And I have no idea. I was like, this is so, I was obviously not happy. They didn't, I don't think they put that part in the show, but I was not happy while filming it. And you know, I can't keep my mouth shut. So I was like, that's bullshit. Um, And this woman (laughs) had started harassing me on Twitter afterwards. Like, like, seriously? Yeah. This is so many years ago. This is like 10 years ago, but she started coming after me on Twitter because I didn't believe her theory about like the Canadian government or like what the fucking hit, like uh, what she was hiding. Like Brittany was, I don't even, I I don't honestly don't even remember. It was so long ago, but I was like, this bitch is crazy. I have to block her. Like she was literally attacking me, coming after me for not believing her theory. It's like, first of all, she, oh, I know she was. She was someone that was helping finance a book that her dad was writing about her life. Mind you, her dad was oh. in jail. Like her dad was never around. Her dad was never around. Her dad was in jail. And like Brittany tried desperately to like have a relationship with him here and there, but he was like a, a you know, mobster, fuck up, whatever. And they didn't have, they had no relationship. Yeah. And then of course he, you know, he kept trying to come back when, after she was famous and stuff. And, and Brittany being a, a, a girl wanting her dad, like she tried to make it work and it just, it just didn't. And, um, and then he wanted to write a book about it and sell a book after she fucking died. And it was, you know, for whatever. I was so aggravated. I don't like any anybody like trying to profit off of someone else's um, passing, you know, or I don't know. That's why I didn't watch Soleil Moonfry's documentary. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't watch it. It was like, I don't remember her ever being around Brandis for the last decade of his life. So I know they had a relationship when we were younger, Mm -hmm. but like, don't, don't include this stuff for, I, I don't know. I just think some of that stuff's private. Here we are, like here on a podcast, I'm sharing all of this stuff, but there's no, there's no monetary gain <laughs> or like out, you know, like we do this because we love to do it. And I like, I have like real stories about real people in our crazy lives. So anyway, 
Jesus. I know it's really, it's really sad. It, it, it really is like what, I mean, I'm, I I was a massive fan of her. There's a lot of like things that I used in my riding like, cars, with you boys. know, maybe my, my oh, teen. So Pardon? I mean, riding in cars with boys, the movie she did with, with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just fucking love her and everything she did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She just had like this thing, man. Like Girl Interrupted, like was yeah. one of the my favorite performances of her. Yeah. She was so good. And then when she passed eight mile? Away, and, and and I could see it. Oh yeah, eight mile, Uptown Girls. I mean, she's so great in that. When I and I could see it, you know, in the photos and stuff of her just getting skinnier and skinnier and skinnier and like looking so unhealthy. And it's just it's just so sad to like see, you know, someone that you admire so much to to go through that sort of it, stuff. It made me feel visit. better to know that there were no like, like drugs in her system like that. You know, that there yeah. was nothing that was found that was like, you know, she wasn't like in her bed, in her bathroom, like doing cocaine. I mean, that wasn't, you know, she wasn't a drug addict. So I think she had a, a considerable amount of stress and anxiety and probably depression and Hollywood, like, here we go. Everything goes full circle. Like it, it can chew you up and spit you out no matter how famous you are, or how much money you have or how mm -hmm. great you, you know, people think your life is. It's, um, it's a really difficult place to navigate, especially when you're in your twenties. I can't believe you and I both lived in Hollywood in our 20s by ourselves. Like, how insane. Fucking insane. I mean, I wouldn't do it now. Like, well, we were just, I was like, fucking bring it, bring it. Nothing is going to get me, bring it. You know, you're like fearless. I was fucking I think fearless. LA was safer back then. Was it? Or we, were we just really safer. naive, Scout? I think it was safer. And also, we didn't have the fucking internet. So not everybody knew where the fuck you were Nobody knew times. anything. No, I had nothing. You know? Yeah. You, now it's privacy. like so scary. I know. There, there's no privacy, especially in Los Angeles. And also, I feel like the attitude of LA has gotten worse. Like, yeah. The, the, the type of breed that yeah. comes LA is you can define it. I yeah. can now pick it out. Like, there was a guy, I saw a video the other day of this guy that was standing outside of his house. Um, he had a G wagon and he like locked his car or something. And these fucking two dudes just pulled up, jumped out of their car in the middle of broad daylight when this guy's like outside of his house and they jumped him. They, they tried to get his keys and his watch. He sees them coming. And he literally sees them coming out of jump out of the car and go for him. They're trying and he takes his watch off and throws it over his fence so they don't take his watch with his keys. And then they run. Yeah. Then they try to oh, jump. I saw that. They try to jump over that. the fence to get his watch. And they can't in time because they're like, oh fuck. And they leave. So so I I sent it to David and he was like, Yeah, but he looks like he's asking for trouble. Like he looks like a target. I was like, he looks like a target. He looks like every fucking guy in Los Angeles. Cause he's wearing like his Prada bag over his shoulder and his like, you know, his cute sneakers and his shorts and his shirt. I was like, he looks like every LA dude that has a little bit of money. Yeah. Like it's like 90% of Los Angeles look like that. We can't have nice things. No. We can't like apparently you nice can't. things out. No, you can't. Yeah. Apparently yeah. you can't. I mean, listen, I just busted yeah. out my nice purse for the first time I've had it in my closet for four years. I just busted it out now only Ooh, because I'm only going here. And I'm going to lunch. I'm going to the Ivy because I haven't been in a long time and I'm leaving LA. And I was like, I'm going to go have lunch at the Ivy because I want to be like every other fucking tourist before I leave. And like <laughs> only because I'm going there and then I'm going to go home. Like I won't take it out anywhere else. 
Yeah. It's been sitting. Ugh. Got it my 40th it's birthday. So it's time crazy that I busted that you have out. to think like that. I took Baby. my diamond out of my ring, girl. I told you. It's fake. It's fake. My diamonds are in the safe. They're not on me anymore. I don't wear my watch. I don't wear real jewelry. All this shit is fake, 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 fake. Done. I am not Ugh, about to yeah. risk it. Anyway, we've just been yapping and yapping and yapping. Everyone's like, okay, guys. Um, do other people that have podcasts no, have like structure? Because Good. you and I just like talk and hang out and then, but I like it because people feel like we're like their girlfriends, you know, they're like, I feel like I'm just hanging out with yeah. my girlfriends. No, this is a good structure. You are, I mean, what we talked about in the beginning is, is epic shit. So now Danielle, can you, you talk questions? sexy to me? Can I talk uh, sexy to you? Sexy. I will. I don't know if this is sexy, um, but this is, let's talk deep fan questions. Great. Done. I didn't get much sex questions. There's a lot of like the similar thread of like questions we're getting this week. So, um, I thought this was really interesting. Well, this is a sex question. Um, but I guess it kind of is. So let's, let's see if we can help them out. I'm not going to read a name. So, um, they said, good afternoon. I had a sex question for podcast. I prefer to stay anonymous. Oh, good. Glad I didn't say their name. My question is how do I convince my wife that I am sexually attracted to her? We had been married for four years and now in the beginning I had said some awful things to her. This has caused her to have anger and insecurities. Most of my earlier relationships were physical but not much beyond that. I don't have a lot of experience with oral sex. I had a bad experience with a babysitter, this is horrible, that forced my head underwater on her. I was maybe six or seven. She was in the bathtub naked with me. This has messed me up as I like to receive oral from my partners, but when it comes to giving it, that flashback comes back to me again. I'm older than her and I've had many sexual experiences. Not many were memorable though. Now that I'm working two jobs, I work 12-hour shifts and I'm exhausted after work. Sex is the last thing on my mind. How do I convince her that I still find her sexually attractive? I'm becoming more comfortable with her, but I still hesitate to really let loose and go for it. Sorry for the lengthy message, but I really do love her and I find her very fucking sexy. She has been hurt from me in the past and it comes up when we get into arguments. She truly does rock my world. Any suggestions? Also, great job with the show. I binged all the episodes and I fucking love it. Um, Yay. Yes, thank you for writing in. This is... This is uh, it's this sucks. This sucks. Mm-hmm. This sucks. Um, yeah, I I'm really like shocked, but not surprised, or surprised but not shocked about how many um, kids were uh, molested um, yeah. or sexually abused when they were children. Um, I get very angry with uh, parents for, for allowing this to happen. Um, it's their responsibility to keep your kids safe and to know who you leave your kids with. Mm -hmm. Um, I also Mm -hmm. wonder, you know, hopefully this person's gotten some, um, some therapy, uh, and I can't believe a a, a woman, I mean, women are just as guilty of this as men are with, you know, with children, with abusing children. It's not like it's just a a, a dude thing touching little girls. Like I find so many more men finally talking about the fact that they yes. were abused by a, a babysitter or a, a, a woman. I mean, it's, I, I just, it like completely blows my mind. I cannot wrap, I can, I'm a mom of two boys. I cannot wrap my mind around it. 
I don't know where these parents are, like your spidey sense. But at the same time, I guess, you know, parents work two jobs and maybe they're single moms and like you, ha- you have to leave your kid with a babysitter. Like you trust the babysitter, yeah. you trust the teachers at school. You know, I told you that story about how I was paddled by my gym teacher when I was in kindergarten, how he took a few of us girls into the equipment room and had us pull our panties down and spanked us with a paddle with holes in it. Like, obviously I didn't do anything to deserve that, but like, I don't remember it till years and years and years and years later, which is maybe why I don't yeah. like to be, I don't like to be hit or I don't like any kind of like S and M rough, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like any of that stuff. Um, but you know, and I guess this guy that wrote in is, is talking about what he did, you know, in, in the beginning and he's probably acting out, um, because of his own trauma that he hasn't healed and now he regrets it and it's, it's sort of scarred her. Um, this is like, there's like three questions in this one email. Yeah. I mean, it really comes down to, I wish more people were aware of, of their, their, their trauma, their issues that they experienced as a kid. And I wish that people just realized how important it is to seek help, to work on yourself before or you ever get involved with another human being because just an even an ounce yeah. of what you're feeling you're going to pass it on to these people i've i've done it i've done it and it's oh, so yeah. unfair and i really really wish that people would just be more self-aware of their own shit it's scary for bringing fu- it but scout it's so scary you know, to, to yeah. have to go down that road of therapy and go through and bring up that trauma again and work through it is really, it's like, it's detoxing. It's like a drug addict needing to get sober. You know, you have to get sober. These people know they have to get help, but nobody wants to do it. You don't, nobody really I, I wants to do it. Scary. But you I, I have get to. that it's scary. It's going to get bad you, before it gets better. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine. I mean, Danielle and I've done it for you guys. If you're out there listening and, and you're scared to take that leap, you have to just fucking do it. take it now. Yeah, because don't don't be like, I mean, me 30 years later and I finally got it, you know? Uh, listen, it's I didn't like, start therapy. I, if I would Go. I didn't start therapy. I had a little bit of therapy, you know, throughout my teen years. And then a little bit in my, in my late twenties, um, after Jonathan died, I saw a therapist for a little while and then I didn't. And then I got Crohn's and I was really fucking sick and thought I was going to die. And I was like, I have to get, fix myself. This is all coming from shit I'm not dealing with. So at 30 was the first time that I really found the proper therapist. And mm-hmm. I went to her twice a week for uh 14 years and only the last year do I go once a week I do not miss that fucking appointment Tuesday at 11 o'clock and I'm very sad I'm not going to be here I'm going to come in every like I was like once a month I promise you I'm going to be here in the office because I can't just do the zoom I need to be in her space but it was it was night and day from where I started and where I ended and it was really hell for a long long time because the first session on a Tuesday I would just vomit and then I would work through it on my Friday sessions. There was never, 50 minutes was yeah. not enough time for me to, for me to work through all of the stuff that was still there. And I've had crash sessions with her too, where like, I need you for two hours, you know, I, help me. I, I like, I'm, I, this is, this is something really, really, really bad has happened and she's there and, and we're able to work through it. Um, what were you going to say about therapy? No, I just like, what do you think it is? Is it because it's not t- talked about enough as a kid as, when you're a kid like seeking help 
uh, coming to me as parents and you can tell me anything or, or, um, you know, right and wrong. Like, is, is it because it's not talked about enough in as a kid that people are embarrassed about it when they what get I'm, older? I'm the- hoping maybe our kids won't, there won't be a stigma around going to a shrink. Maybe our generation is going to enlighten. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm not talking I about the millennials. Kids. I take care of so many kids and, and, and a lot of these kids, I'm just like, do you want to talk to someone? Do you need to talk to someone? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm talking to you. I'm like, Oh yeah. Talk to me. I'm your mom. I'm your best friend. I mean, even my mom was doing that when I was younger. Like, why don't you just talk to me? I'm like, I don't fucking talk. Are you kidding? I only want to No, There's no, there's no safe place. No, no. I think it should be a thing that you do with your kids. Yeah. When they read a certain age, they go to therapy. Yeah, for sure. It's fucking shit in fucking middle school, high school. That shit is oh, nuts. I yeah. can't figure what out what's going on there. I'm like, go talk to someone if you need to talk <laughs> to someone and me. Right. You know, like let's let's make sure you you have a safe space everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm already teaching Carter things that like. I, I never got taught like this is something, this is a stupid little example. I don't know if I told, talked about this in the last episode, but I was painting his fingernail, his toenails. And, um, of course, um, and it was actually the polish that you gave him. So it was like a green, it was like a, the LOL, like a green glitter. And we use a little heart yeah. stickers that you gave him. So it was, was painting his toenails and I put, he wanted green glitter over the top of the green and I put it on him and he was like, ew, it looks like yucky broccoli. And I was okay. like, yucky broccoli looks like yucky broccoli. And he was like, yeah, I said, that's funny. You know what, Carter, I'm going to teach you a lesson. I didn't see it as yucky broccoli. I saw it as a delicious sugar Christmas cookie. And he was like, huh? And he like mind altered, you know, and, uh, and, and I said, here's a really good lesson. Things are different depending on how you look at them. Cause you and I looked at the same thing just now and we both saw two totally different things. So you and your brain can choose either you see it as something yucky or you see it as something yummy. It's really up to you. Oh, you're such a good mom. Ugh. He's like, well then of course he's like, okay, 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 mom, shut up. And then like later I'm like, what did, so what, so what was the lesson I was talking about? I go, what was the lesson that mom taught you today? Like how, what did you learn today? And he was like, um, that my toes don't look like broccoli. They look like a cookie. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. He's like, doesn't really Surely. understand, you know? And then we were in the line, we were going to McDonald's the other day on Sunday, um, my first day out and there was a woman the kids wanted food before we went to the park to ride bikes. And there was a woman that was in line behind us that she was like, had her window down. She was smiling to the kids and waving. And they were so happy because they'd been locked inside the house with me for a week too. And they were waving and she Mm -hmm. was so nice. And I just was feeling really good to be alive and free and out. And I pulled up to the window and I was like, I want to buy her her breakfast. The woman was like, what? I'm like, whatever she's ordering, I'll pay for it. And Carter was like, that's so nice, mom. And I said, here's another great lesson. When someone makes you feel good, you return the favor. And doesn't it feel good to give back? Like how good do you feel right now that someone was nice to you and you were nice back to them and you just made her day and you don't want anything from her just to make her happy because she made you happy. And he was like, oh, cool. That's so cool. I was like, I've always kind of wanted to, to do that. You know, those things on Instagram where it's like someone pulls up and they're like, today's your day. We're going to give oh, yeah. you a blah, 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 you know, or, <laughs> yeah, or what, you know, what, whatever. You always wanted to open up your own food truck restaurant. We've made that happen for you. Like, I love that. I love that shit. So anyway, so oh my God, I see, I see Carter's diary in like 10 years. <laughs> Mommy's 
to number one. Mommy's <laughs> lesson number two. It's just gonna be all lessons. <laughs> Good, because I, <laughs> I didn't get I didn't get fucking taught any lessons growing up. I was like wooden spoon. That was oh, my lesson, you know. I love that. Um, okay, how much time do we have left? We have just to make sure. Let's let's check. We have that. like ten minutes, ten like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh snap. Okay, so we don't have any time for some nine one ones because oh no, I do one. Do one nine one one. I think this this video will if we have time at the end maybe, but this I want to play something with this case that is absolutely crazy. Okay. So okay. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Okay. As long like as there's confession. something. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right, guys. Well, I hope that we helped a little bit. Um, you know. Oh God, I, we didn't even really answer the question. We started getting into our own our own shit. Um, oh God. Um, we're going to come back to this question on the next episode. L- give me time yeah, to think yeah, about it. Cause it's, it's, it's loaded, but I thank you for writing in. It's very intense and I'm sorry that this happened to you. And, um, uh, I hope you yeah. get to work through it. I really do. And, uh, and your, your wife knows that you love her, I think, you know, so, um, we'll work, we'll, we'll yeah, talk about it, it is, on the next one. It is hard. I mean, yeah. Okay. We'll talk about it next, next episode, but, um, I do want to chime in on that. Yes. Okay. So as I as I read this, I'm unfortunately not Scout, able to talk face. Talk scary to me, Scout. I talk scary to me. I will talk scary to oh, you, God. and I'm gonna be pissed the entire time I read this fucking case. Oh God! Because it makes me so livid that there are people out there like this. So let me hold on. I'm just gonna make your screen t- tiny so I can see your face because I want to see. Oh God! Your reaction to this. Um. So this is about Arlie Hernandez. She was a three-year-old oh God. girl. She was the cutest little fucking thing ever. There's a special, special, so special place her. in hell for people that hurt children. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So a California mom whose three-year-old daughter suffocated to death during a 12-hour exorcism. To oh, rid the child. I saw yes. this. The mom is yes. fucking crazy looking. Yes. Yes. To rid the child of an evil spirit. Said shortly before her arrest that she was sad that the girl had died, but was thankful that she wouldn't have to live in a world where everything is just so bad. Like everything is just going downhill. And I swear this woman, the way she talks is so so annoying she's like a valley girl like absolutely like it's it's not even she's just like <laughs> whatever you know whatever whatever it's fine she on drugs so she, or she's just mental she's just mental she posted a smiling video saying it is what it is <gasps> her name yeah so her name is claudia hernandez 25 she told police that her daughter was possessed by a demon because the little girl would frequently wake up in the middle of the night and cry it's called night That's, terrors you fucking bitch like night are terrors you fucking kidding me? on september 24 2021 at around 9 30 in the morning, morning hernandez and her uncle drove the little girl to their local church where Hernandez's father was the church pastor, mm, believing that the girl was under demonic control. She told police she held her daughter around the waist and neck to help her throw up, which she believed would help her get the spirit out. Along with her father and uncle, they tried to induce vomiting, 
holding down the child and depriving her of water and food, a police report noted. One individual was holding this little girl by the neck while one held her around her abdomen and the last held her around her legs. She strangled her multiple times to the point where the victim went unconscious. She struck her hands down. She stuck her hands down her throat and continued this course of conduct for almost a full day. Danielle. I can't. This little I, I, three, I, uh, like six, thir- 12, 12 hours. I just can't. Hernandez says she believed her daughter died somewhere between 6 and 6.30 p.m. Oh, my God. I'm, like, trying not to cry. Um, but authorities were not called until shortly after 8 p.m. to report that her daughter was dead. The police arrived at the church, which is run out of a private home in San Jose, finding that she was unconscious on the floor. After attempting life-saving measures, she was pronounced dead at an area hospital about 45 minutes later. The autopsy determined that her death had been a homicide due to suffocation listed as the cause. The first responders also observed bruising around the child's eyes, her Mm. neck, and chest. A few days later, Hernandez set up a GoFundMe campaign for the burial census. Her Instagram profile description includes a nod to the Bible verse about finding strength during a difficult time. (laughs) Hernandez's father, who is not not named, um, he said, he told the outlet, if you read the Bible, you'll see that Jesus cast away demons and makes sick people healthy again. It's not what I want to do. It's when God in his will wants to heal the person. The preacher is like an instrument of God. What we do is what God says. So months later, um, January 27th, 2022. I'm going to play this video for you. Oh, God. She posted talking about the death of her daughter. Why, why didn't she go to jail right away? I'm sure that you can. Why wasn't she arrested on the spot? That's what I was trying to find out. If anybody can find out information about this case, I was trying. She was arrested after this video came out. I'm like, why? But she admitted was she, she not she, arrested. She would, they all admitted right then and there. It was the autopsy said a homicide. She, everybody, the yeah. police knew that the mother and and grandfather and somebody else did this to her. Exactly. So why aren't they all arrested? So I was. I, I was baffled i was baffled they did not get arrested until january 31st all of them yeah i know how crazy okay so i'm gonna play this video that she had oh god i saw this bitch oh yeah my mind you this is this is 29 minutes into the video she first starts the video by laughing and, and being like, oh, guys, you're like cash yapping me. I, I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. You're like, if maybe it's wrong. I don't know. Thank you guys so much for the money. And she's just talking about, you know, her experience being pregnant and like super happy. And like she's laughing through the whole video. Okay, hold on. So she's just a sociopath. Like she's a-, a sociopath and her and her family obviously are, are as well. Yeah. It's one of the best things that you could be, you know, like, 
it's it's amazing you know it's amazing how you could have another you could have a human you know i remember <laughs> even when she was one i still can't believe that i had a baby i was like i have my daughter like she's mine you know i was like she's mine <laughs> I'm going to stab her in her throat. I like, I want to try this. To talk about her, to tell you guys who she was. And um, like I said, my baby was such a happy baby. You know? Just wait. And I don't know. I, I, I could sit here and be negative about the thing like, oh, like I wish I could go back and this and this and that. But it's like, there is no point of me doing that, you know, because I cannot change what is, you know, it is what it is. So... I've learned to think positive, you know, because it's 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 many reasons why God took her, you know. And I sit here and I think like, oh, what if if something would have happened to her, you know? What if she would have had like a sickness or <laughs> she would have got medicine like to her? Like, I don't know. It's it's a lot, you know. And 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 at the same time, like I. I don't know, like, like, like I told you guys, like, I, I can see here and be negative, but I, like, and be negative, like, oh, not being negative, but, like, be sad about the whole situation that she passed away, but it's, like, there's no point, you know, because it is what it is, it is what it is, you know, she's not here with me, it is what it is, you know, and, um, and it's, like, what's the point, you know, I'm just gonna be getting myself, putting myself down, when there's no point for me to do that, you know, like I cannot change the past. And I just what have no words. The actual fuck. I hope that she gets ripped to shreds in prison. I really do. But this is what I'm telling you. She didn't think she did anything wrong. She did not think she did anything wrong. Neither did her father or boyfriend or uncle. So it was passed down. Like all of them did not think that they were doing anything wrong. And, and this is interesting. So in, so on January 31st, Hernandez was booked into the Santa, uh, uh, Santa Clara uh, County Jail with every, everybody else. So... I found out it's not the first incident of strange things happening at that church. Mm -hmm. In a separate case, police had attended the same house-based church last month searching for a kidnapped baby. Oh, God. A woman charged... Yeah, a woman charged with kidnapping the boy is reportedly one of the church members. So, And then also, professional Professor Allison um, Cavey, whose research focus is on the history of magic, science, and religion said one of the challenges in Catholic church has not been preparing priests to perform exorcisms for over the past 100 years or yeah. so. So this demand is not being met by people who are not qualified. But like qualified, like, come on. <laughs> are we really still doing come exorcisms? On, <laughs> is this really still a thing? Apparently we are. This year, one was done on a... a, a Three-year-old, a three-year-old, yeah, in San Jose, and was she was murdered. I don't, I, 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 I don't understand. I just don't understand. I, I just don't understand. I have no, I have no words. 
Except I hope yeah. that all of those people rot in fucking hell. Yeah. Where they belong yeah. with the devil that they thought was inside that beautiful little girl. I can't oh, even imagine so a, a, a baby that trusts you, 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 you trust your, your mother, like it's your mother <laughs> and your mother's the one that you die by your mother's hands. I just can't, I, for, for many, 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 many hours. I just don't, I just don't understand how people like this exist in the world. I really don't. Your, her whole family. <sighs> she had no one. She had no one that she could. She, she, it's just so sad. Let's just I mean, believe could, in God and that she's in a, a beautiful place now and that she's free from pain and that she, she escaped this life with those people. Uh, unfortunately it took her 12 hours, but let's just hope that she's flying free as an angel somewhere. And you know, she gets to come back in another, as another baby with somebody else that's going to love her forever. Don't start crying. You're going to kill me. 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 Thanks for listening, you guys. I'm going to go. I don't know what right now. I'm going to go. I know. I just thought it needed to be told. It does. Because it's fucked up. So fucked. Oh, God. She, like, had no one. And, like, I just, like, just be aware, you know? Like, I'm very aware. I just, just be aware of your surroundings and people and, like, Pay attention to people's you know, kids. Yeah. Say, so you see something, say something. If you see something, yeah. say something, please, you guys. Got to yeah. look out for kids that can't look out for themselves. This goes in for yeah, ev- every way. Wives. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we love uh, you. Happy you Tuesday. Take care of yourself. Bye, love one another and look out for one another. Bye. Bye.